This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Welcome along to Shrimpnet number six, Shrimpsnet number six. Um, we've got three guests for you today. It, the last podcast we had, uh, we were heading towards the end of the season uh, and we've got so much to discuss that I'm, I think we're going to have to sort of like move pretty swiftly this evening. Um, we've got three guests, all Shrimps Trust members, uh, three um, pretty clued up digital media people as well. We've got um, treasurer of the Shrimps Trust, Jack Steer. Welcome along, Jack. It's nice to be here. Uh, we've got uh, our our uh, recent guest, Joel Shooter, who's uh, moved back from uh, doing uh, missionary work in Yorkshire and is now back in Lancashire, I believe. Joel, I know. Yeah, I've taken. I don't have to fly the red flag out the uh, out the out the window in Yorkshire. I'm back. I'm back, and I'm ready for a bit of League One. So I'm looking forward to that. Good effort. And finally, uh, he, he's been my tech guru through my uh, digital journey into the 21st century. Long-time fan and uh, the man who uh, managed to get to Wembley a million times, Mickey Miller. Welcome along, Mickey. Evening, Freeze. A good spear and looking forward to League One. Uh, yeah, it sounds sounds rather strange saying that looking forward to League One, doesn't it? But before we get on to that, let's look at how we got there. And <coughs> excuse me, um, League Two. Um, Derek Adams promotion. Um, 30% possession in most games. <laughs> that's that's got to be the strangest, one of the strangest, strangest stories of the season. And we, I mean, as we know from watching uh, Quest, Colin Murray, we were his favourite team because it was the story of the season for, for, for Quest. And it was obviously, as Morecambe fans, it was the story of our season. Um, there were many, many highlights. And I'm going to come to Joel first. What were your favourite bits of the season? Of the season, I think... Uh... Well, obviously, we, I'm not going to go straight to the uh, the obvious answer of the playoff final. But uh, looking throughout the season, I think uh, Colchester, when we won 3-0 at home, actually really stood out to me. I felt that was just such an assured performance and very, very dominant. I felt very happy after that. And obviously, the other big one, uh, Salford at home. Those oh. two last-minute goals. Oh. Uh, your commentary freeze. That was quite something I was kind of... I, I was actually at work, I was work, technically meant to be working at the time, but I had my laptop next to me and I, I had it on the floor next to me because I, in the room where I work from, uh, the internet connection is rubbish. So I had to have it on the floor by my chair by the door so it actually would connect. And then uh, <laughs> obviously those goals go in. I was kind of jumping around screaming. I come down and I'm getting asked, so have you been promoted then? <laughs> no, we just, we just won a football match. <laughs> well, yeah, that was quite something. But then obviously... All culminating in the uh, that uh, the, you know the, the day at the Mazuma the Tramway game and then obviously Wembley of course. So yeah, yeah, looking at looking back at that, I'm not being I'm not being I just just me me having the memory. Colchester got Harry Pell sent off after about 20 minutes, didn't they? That changed the game, but we were absolutely brilliant because just for a change because they had 10 men, we actually saw more of the ball and used it really really well and. You, 
when we didn't have the ball all season, we were brilliant at stopping teams and then breaking on them. And it still didn't affect us that day, Joel, did it? No, no. So I think it was about 60 minutes he got sent off. Yeah, I think, he, yeah. <laughs> I think because there'd been that amazing goal uh, before half time where Carlos had just done one of his chop passes through to Phillips. And that, that, that was lovely. And then in the second half, obviously, Ryan Cooney, who seems to have a real habit of winding people up, uh, got in Pell's face after a bit of a heavy challenge, gets the head book, Pell's off. And then, yeah, we really did express ourselves after that. I mean, I, I seem to remember that was a game when Phillips really, really just looked like a cut above. And John O'Sullivan had, had a great game as well. And the way they combined for some of the goals, and we were able to kind of see a bit more the combination play and the good, quick passing moves, but obviously against a slightly weaker side. But, you know, it was great to be able to kind of show that off a bit more. So, moving on, we'll come to Jack. Your, your favourite moments of the season? Don't say Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think Wembley's a given. And obviously, we've been fortunate enough to be there twice in, uh, in what, 14 years, which uh, I think actually allowed for us to have an even better occasion this time because obviously we'd experienced it once uh, and to go back again you sort of uh, knew what to expect a little bit and uh, so, so that was great but, but for, for me it was it was probably the, the semi-final actually and I, I know that's still obviously a big occasion but um, away from the football it was just uh, more uh, everyone obviously being back together um, you know it's obviously a very difficult year uh, for everyone for, for various reasons but not least uh, the football club means a lot to a lot of people uh, and I think just just being in that crowd, you know, regardless of the, the performance or the result, um, seeing you know the, the faces that we we've seen week in week out for years, uh, and how how happy they were just to be back. Never mind uh, to obviously win and then get to Wembley. So for me, that was definitely the standout standout moment uh, of last season, uh, which was a very strange season. Yeah, a, a, a very bizarre season. And as you said, I, I think. I, I, I'd like to mention something just about that as a personal opinion, because obviously I was lucky enough to be at lots of games. Uh, and the one thing that stood out to me about the Tranmere game was, A, the novelty of having a crowd there was fantastic. And as you said, Jack, everybody was in a great mood. Obviously, we were two on up from the away leg. But 1,600 Morecambe fans spread around all four sides of the ground. And that is genuinely the only time any Morecambe ground, whether it be Christie Park or there, has had all four sides singing at the same time. It was superb. It was hair on the back of your neck. It was that, that brilliant. And I, I was just, when we qualified and I got to Wembley, obviously, and the team were going round, the atmosphere was electric. You couldn't have thought there was five, six thousand there. It was absolutely brilliant. So I can understand why you picked that one. So come on then, Mickey, your, your favourite moments. You're running out of them, I'm supposed. No, not really. <laughs> seven nil Newcastle. Oh no, hang on. <laughs> Well, I think apart from the obvious at Wembley and stuff, um, again, I've got to say, stick with them. Jack and say the um, semi-finals. Um, a broad good memory of mine was for the first leg, um, a couple of us went down to the um, Trimple uh, to watch it and stuff. And um, just seeing faces again uh, with them um, not sitting in ages was um, good. And and um, also it was good to get back to the Mizuma as well and um, obviously get to Wembley in the end. And yeah, um, and again, echoing what Jack said before, it was so good uh, to get back to the ground and stuff and um, see people who have not seen in months and yeah. Uh, so look, look, following on from that, the job that Derek Adams did, um, I, I, we all know now it was probably the worst kept secret in football that Bradford had approached him in January and it was a done deal. 
uh, I mean, some of the board act quite surprised and still maintain, oh, we didn't know. And it was like, well, everybody in Bradford knew because I know Scott Thornton and a couple of Bradford fans, they went, oh, we're getting your manager. That was in March. So it was like the worst kept secret. But anyway, um, but Derek did a fantastic job, given the fact that he only came in um, sort of like December the season before. Uh, he didn't have a lot to work with. He didn't have a lot of money. Some of his signings we were questioning were like, oh, crikey, what's happened there? But the brand of football suited the players he had and was very successful. So I'll come again to you, Joel. Um, it wasn't possession-based. It was very much with, with people like Jan Songo, Toombs and what have you. We were, very, we were very economical with the ball, but we were still somehow great to watch. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was incredibly exciting to watch last season. I think, I think when you look at football as a whole, a lot of teams spend their money very, very badly. Uh, so when we come along and we make a load of signings that people kind of don't really value that much and then play a style of football that suits them and the way that Derek kind of gelled them together and, and kind of had a style that worked for them, you know, it just made it, it made such a good side. And I think almost to an extent, I, I do kind of half wonder if it became so exaggerated with us not having the ball. I wonder if that was slightly influenced by not having fans in because at the end of the day, you do get a little bit like, come on, let's keep the ball or whatever. But it became quite exaggerated. But we made the most of that. And just the way we would cut teams apart on the break was just just a bit scary at times. It was quite yeah. weird to watch. But yeah, and I remember, I think, Bradford, talking to Bradford, Bradford game, the last game of the season, that was a particularly interesting <laughs> one. Because we didn't even really play massively well that game. It was just solid at the back. Bradford barely got a look in until the last 10 minutes. And then just we could, turned it on two or three times in the first half, got a goal a couple of times in the second half, got another goal. And it was just, we could cut through teams so easily. And, and, and we see that in the statistics. We had like the highest chance creation in, in League Two. And there's a reason for that. And maybe the conditions that the football kind of, that was played in last season, maybe that kind of was why it was so weird with us having so little possession, but so many chances that kind of, was allowed to thrive but yeah it was just a fascinating way to what thing to watch and ultimately it was quite entertaining you know it's always entertaining when you win in any way well that's that's how i'm going to come and say that to you now jack because the simple fact is uh people people want bit to be entertained and they want entertaining football but we won 23 games that's half our fixtures that's got to make a good season hasn't it definitely and uh you know a lot of those came at home as well and uh over recent seasons, we've uh, we've certainly not seen uh, anywhere near that number at home. Uh, in fact, we've struggled, haven't we? So, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, people just want to, to see winning football. They want to walk away from the stadium uh, with a smile on their faces. And, uh, you know, obviously the fans weren't there to do that, but you certainly did at, at home. Uh, and that, you know, that's that's the main thing, isn't it? So, um, yeah, but it, it was entertaining football. And, uh, you know, like Joel says, uh, you know, Top, top, top in the league for uh, creating chances, but we were solid at the back, and uh, you know, really interesting to watch and also see how uh, Derek shaped that squad uh, for the season after the uh, six months or so that he had um, the season prior to that, uh, and uh, obviously it's all paid off in the end. Uh, I'll come to Mickey now. Um, we we questioned some of the signings, uh, and I think well, yeah, the first one that everybody will say is Jordan Slew, but bizarrely, Jordan got injured probably about 120 minutes after his best 90 minutes and his best 45 minutes in a Morecambe shirt, which was a shame. But you look at what Derek did with people like Cole, 
and John O'Sullivan and Aaron Wildig and Sam Lavelle. And he added to that cleverly with some loans. Um, you, I mean, obviously, we signed, we signed Toombs in the January of the season before, and we got Phillips then, and we got Cooney then. So all of a sudden, you're thinking, well, actually, he was quite clever, and he, and he assembled a side there that was, in my opinion anyway, definitely better than the sum of its parts. And there were some important people in there. Songo came in at South End, uh, and obviously, he did a fantastic job. But you, you look at it, and you, you, the change in... in in players like Cole Stockton and John O'Sullivan particularly, that's got to be a massive improvement, wasn't it, Mick? Um, 100%. Like, I thought towards the start of um, last season um, of Cole Stockton and that um, wasn't the best, but I think as the season progressed, he um, improved uh, drastically and, of course, um, scored a, a lot of goals and stuff. And um, in the end, I, I think Derek assembled one of the greatest sides of that has ever been today and stuff. So I think that Derek did a um, a great job in that and um and um also he knew what he was doing and everything like he's like um he had experience of getting a Plymouth Argyle um out of league two a couple of seasons back and stuff. So like he's a man that um in he knew what he was doing and stuff and and he, and he brought in the right players to do that job in the end. So yeah. And it's a fair a fair point that's been made in the fact that, as I've said, we're probably better than the sum of our parts. The improvement in some players, but also um, he, he, he stuck, he absolutely stuck 100% behind Carlos. And Carlos, obviously we know now he's gone for big money to Luton Town, but he justified that in absolute spades. Derek, a, accused of being quite a, a defensive-minded manager, he was, he was very, very, and I'm, I want to touch on this because I think he deserves credit, he was very, very astute with the way games were developing and he could work out how to stop teams and how to hurt them. And he did that so many times. So many times you've probably heard me and Glenn go, he's bringing a sub on, what's he doing? And five minutes later, it becomes obvious, good God, that's why he's the manager. And uh, something, it, 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 that's just an immense skill he's got there, Joel. No, yeah, yeah, he was such a good skill. And, and I mean, and the way he could have stuck with players, knew what players to have in. I think what's always interesting is we were quite defensive, but we actually, quite a lot of the time, especially in the first half of the season before Phillips left, we actually had quite a lot of attacking players on the pitch. It was Songo, the defence, and then just Wilding and Phillips in midfield who were very attacking. And then obviously O'Sullivan and Carlos and, and Cole. I mean, the way he got... I mean, I thought Jim Bentley always got good performances out of Cole Stockton because the way he plays... Cole, I think he likes to be the focal point up front. The ball sticks to him pretty well. We get players in around him. And the way he kind of, Derek took that and ran with it and made it better was brilliant. But yeah, I think talking of changes and kind of doing things that you don't expect, there's a, there's a game that sticks out to me. I don't know if you remember the 2-2 draw against Exeter. We were two on the head at the break. Yeah. They came out, they were brilliant in the second half and they took us to pieces. And we were under the cosh. They got an equaliser. And we think, oh, I was thinking, oh my God, it's going to be, we're going to lose this one. But then he takes off Kenyon, who's obviously nominally a more defensive player, and brings on Toombs, who is obviously good defensively, but has a bit more about him on the ball, and, but isn't quite as dominant in the air and stuff as, as Kenyon is. But that, what that did is that just gave us a little bit more ability on the ball to keep the ball, and when we were winning it back, not just boot it away. So it's just little tweaks like that that you don't always expect. And, you know, he, like, I think, obviously, he's at Bradford. It would be quite funny to see him crash and burn. Ultimately, I think he'll do great there because he's such a good manager. You're tickling me there because <laughs> there's a, there is a, there is, I'm sure there's a part of all four of us who are thinking, 
oh, I, I hope Songo doesn't do as well there. And, you know, but that's, that's one of those things. And it's, it's a fair point you make, and I'll come to Jack now, because obviously when, you know, Songo was very much a destroyer. And uh, the, the worst part of his game by an absolute mile was the passing. But you can forgive him that when he's sticking it in row T and he's got rid of danger. But being a, to, to move on, you know, from Derek to where we are now, are there any players that you and Mickey would have liked to have kept who we've lost? Would it be Songo? I wasn't too bothered about Jan going because I think he would have been found out at that better division because the simple fact is we give the ball away more like Jan used to, we're putting ourselves under more pressure. Whereas, as Joel said, Toombs is a better user of the ball and can probably do just as good a job in this division. But I wonder, were there any players that you two thought you disappointed we lost? Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm honest, I think I would have liked Jan to stay uh, just to see how he how how he how he dealt with League One. Um, but uh, beyond that, probably maybe O'Sullivan. I thought I thought he really came on last year, and I would have liked to have seen him stay with us as well. But obviously, the, the deal that Accrington uh, offered him on a personal level, uh, you know, is a no-brainer. So, um, but overall, no, I think I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, you know, certainly if you read a lot of um, you know, predictions, obviously, we're, as always, we're predicted to finish 24th. But, um, you know, when you read them and you think, and they're saying, oh, we've lost, uh, you know, half the squad or more um, from last season. But actually, I think I'd have been more concerned if we'd have lost all those players in League Two. I think coming up to League One, yeah. obviously, the changing manager as well, you know, Stephen Robson's been able to come in, obviously, build the squad that he wanted. I think, actually, Derek would have liked to have done that uh, in, in October 19 or whenever it was that he came yeah. in, was it 19? Yeah. At least track of the years. Um, but, but couldn't. So, you know, to start afresh and build a squad that, that is suitable for, for the league we're in, I think uh, is actually a really good opportunity. And, uh, you know, as I'm sure we'll come on to, you know, we've made some good signings, I think. So, you know, really excited to, to see us uh, start on Saturday. What about you, Mickey? I, I would agree. I would agree to a certain extent. I think Sully, I voted Sully as my player of the season. Uh, but uh, and obviously we're sad to lose Carlos, but that's probably funded, you know, probably funded us for half a season, knowing what we got for Carlos, apparently. Because uh, um, I don't know what it is, but I know what I think it is. But there you go. But I won't go on record with that. So what about you, Mickey? You're disappointed to lose anybody? Um, I think for me... Um, Jan Songo was um, a bit of a loss because I'd like to see him, him stay and um, give League um, a one a try out. And also, um, Sully and um, I think uh, McLendon as well, I thought towards the back end of last season, uh, McLendon was um, decent. And again, I'd like to see him stay and give um, a, league, a, a League one a pop in the end. So, yeah. So, moving on, obviously, you know, the worst kept secret, Derek was leaving. Um, we're in a slightly different position than in past years because obviously we're running around pre-season we haven't got a manager we've don't know the retained list uh and so the board had to work pretty quickly and they came up with Stephen Robinson and, and Dermot uh didn't really know much about him if I'm honest but when you sort of read about him you thought well he's done a half decent job at Motherwell Joel your thoughts on on Stephen as a, as a and Dermot as a team yeah I mean like you say I, I... I wouldn't pretend to have known a huge amount about him before his name shot up in the bookies odds about a day or two before we actually announced it. 
so well, obviously I, I've gone off and I've done lots of feverish research uh, <laughs> because I wanted to try and find that as much as I could. And like you said, I, I liked it, what I read about him. Obviously the stuff at Motherwell, it's quite a comparable situation to here at Morecambe in that they're, a, they're, they're one of the lowest budgets in the Scottish Premiership. There are some really big clubs, obviously, in the Scottish Premiership. And he's had to punch above his weight. He's had a couple of cup finals up there, which is great for them. He had a third place finish in his last full season, got him into the Europa League. So he's done some like, so just looking at that, the way he kind of, the, the achievements he had with Motherwell, they felt very, not completely comparable, obviously, it's a different league, but you know, they, they, there were similarities there. And then looking at the kind of, in terms of his style of play, when he first went into Motherwell, he took over, he went 3-5-2, very direct. I don't, for, for League 2, obviously we've just been in League 2, I don't know if anybody keeps track of other players in League 2, how much you do. Uh, Ryan Bowman, who's been at Exeter, like, yeah. chuck his elbows about everywhere uh, and jump in the air a lot. Uh, that's who he had at uh, Motherwell at the time. 3-5-2, lumped up the pitch. I recommend you watch the highlights of their cup semi-finals that season. They're really yeah, funny. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> They're great fun. But, you, don't uh, need, you don't need grass. <laughs> I know, yeah. It was just sticking up there, getting to them. But then after that, about a year later, he gets. He suddenly decides, actually, I've got a load of good uh, young players coming through. Goes 4-3-3, high pressing, moving through the thirds a bit more. So, yeah, it'll adapt to the players. I think instead 4-3-3 is his preferred formation. That's what we're going to see this season, it looks like, especially when you look at the friendlies and if you're at the Q&A the other night. And there'll be tweaks, obviously, depending on... Who comes in, who, 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 you know, and all that, and who he has in the squad, and um, we'll just see how it develops. I think it might be quite counter-attacking, but we'll move the ball a lot on the four, a lot more than last season. Yeah, I know. I know. Looking at well, getting the feedback from the other night because I, I know about. I've spoken to about three people who were there, and obviously, you're, you're, you were lucky enough to be there. But um, I, I think he's admitted he's probably going to have to be a bit more counter-attacking than he initially first thought. Is that right? Yeah, he mentioned. He, he, he mentioned that his initial intention was to be really pressed, pressed really, really high up the pitch. That's been tempered a little bit more to kind of maybe, especially for some games, I don't, I, we were all at the Blackpool game, weren't we? Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. The, the first half was a great counter-attacking performance, I thought, the way we were organised. And then when we did get the ball, we took it back for, a, there was a couple of spells when we had it for a few minutes, took the pressure off, got the goal from a lovely passing move. So yeah, but I think a lot of the time, especially probably against the better teams in the division, like Blackpool would be compared to us, yeah. will probably just be a bit more tight and defensive and organised. So moving on uh, again to Jack and to Mickey, um, looking at, as, as you touched on before, Jack, the retained list and the players that they've signed. The retained list, I'm guessing that, that first of all, keeping John McMahon as the assistant he would be given a lot of advice of who to keep and who to leave. Uh, now, obviously, Sully, we didn't have a choice. Songo decided he was going. Uh, and obviously, uh, KP decided he was going as well. And he's got a deal for himself. Fine. But looking beyond that, um, I think the, the, the most important person they've kept is probably John McMahon because they've got that continuity. What, what are your thoughts on him and Dermot and, and, and Stephen? Yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. And I think... Um... I think that's probably uh, shown in, in, the, in the signings as well, obviously. Um, you know, we've had some continuity there in, in the likes of signing Cuny, uh, you know, who was obviously with us last season. You would like, like to assume that, you know, John McMahon's probably had some involvement in that decision. Um, you know, same with Phillips coming in. 
exactly. um, two, two, two great signings, uh, particularly actually to sign Cooney. I mean, I think, you know, it was probably banded around Shrimp's voices that Cooney might come back on loan and, and stuff like that uh, as, as an obvious uh, sort of thing. And then for him to actually sign on a two-year deal at the age he is uh, and the quality we know he's got, I think is, is superb. Uh, and then to get Adam Phillips back as well, you know, we know what he can do. Um, it's a shame how he left us, but uh, we can forget about that now, or we will do once he once he scores a couple more goals. Um, and yeah, Dermot coming in is obviously fantastic for for those of us that were around when he when he played for us. Um, Mickey doesn't remember, do you? No, no really. I'll be honest. Actually, I was talking to a couple of friends about it. And I obviously remember him playing for us, but I couldn't pinpoint the year that he played for us. I can picture him in the shirt, but I still can't tell you what year it was. I think um, it was. Probably about oh eight oh nine oh yeah uh, oh no yeah oh, that's the one oh, yeah with the oh, Mope shirt yeah that's, that's it right. yeah <laughs> oh eight oh nine ten uh, he had he had a couple of seasons and and at, at the time at the time I was uh, Glenn was editor of the Visitor and uh, he roped me in because they had no photographers and he roped me in to take photographs so I went to a million places like Chesterfield and Grimsby at bloody freezing at Grimsby but I went there. And Dermot was always warming up in front of me, and I used to talk to him. And go, are you? Is he going to put you on here? Because Sammy Mack was notoriously, absolutely would, wouldn't make a change, you know. And him and Lils would talk about it for twenty minutes, and it'd be like, just get him on. <laughs> uh, so Dermot we used to run up and down with me, and I go, bloody hell, Dermot, are you ever going to get on? And in his Irish accent, it was like, you know what they like. <laughs> <laughs> so was, when he came back, I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see him and go, what are you coming on or what? You know, because <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? But yeah. Um, now, now, obviously, again, Jack and Mickey, with, with Stephen, uh, obviously uh, played. I think he played one game for Spurs, didn't he? But originates in Northern Ireland, and you look at the signings we've made, and there's definitely a Northern Irish tinge to quite a few of the signings, isn't there? If you look at the history of uh, uh, like people like Delaney and o well, Delaney and O'Connor tells you, doesn't it really? So, from that point of view, you know, it, there is a history, uh, you know, of um, Irish under 21, Northern Irish under 21s, blah, blah, blah. So he's, he's actually signing people from a completely different pool to both Jim Bentley and Derek Adams. Am I, am I wrong, Mickey? Am I wrong, Jack? No, I think, I think you're right. And I think, uh, I think it's good to, to sort of, you know, see players come in from different, different pools. I think we all know that, you know, three or four years ago, we were a team full of uh, Liverpoolians, weren't we? And uh, it was very much that sort of click. And I think... Uh, <laughs> So I think I think Derek came in and probably uh, you know broke a few of those circles, didn't he? Quite quickly. Um, so yeah, to have uh, to have players coming over from, well, with a Northern Irish background, you know, great. We've obviously got a history of uh, Northern Irish managers as well. So uh, you know, uh, anything that uh, develops the club is brilliant. Uh, it's been pretty successful. If you look at Jim Harvey and Sammy Mack, they both got us. Uh, you know, Jim Harvey got us into the conference. Sammy Mack got us into the league. So, uh, question, Mickey, can Stephen Robinson get us into the championship? Fingers crossed, yeah. <laughs> I like your confidence. Why? <laughs> why? why? Uh, uh, first of all, we are an unknown quantity. And as Jack's already said, yes, we're you, we're, you know, bookies look at us and it doesn't matter what division we're in, we're going to be bottom, which is hilarious. But why? What makes you think? You, you, uh, I mean, I was lucky enough to go to Workington. I didn't go to Chorley, thankfully, because apparently it wasn't very good. Uh, I did go to Kendall last week and I saw the Blackpool friendly. And I, I think I've said enough to say, I think we might do better than people think. Mickey, what do you think? I think um, 100%. It's like 
like um, some of you said, all the bookies have um, instantly said, right, uh, Morecambe 24th. But I think uh, this season will um, prove quite a lot of people wrong and um, pull off and pull off quite a lot of surprise um, results against some of the um, bigger teams, which I'd, um, which I'd um, love to see. And it's like, uh, uh, previously, like um, every season, we've always been like, like um, a bit like a relegation and we've and with them um, um, obviously stayed up and um, especially especially last season majorly proving the um, bookies wrong you think as a Morecambe fan why can't we do it again why can't we prove the um, bookies wrong yet again yeah you're, you're absolutely right and uh, I think looking at looking at as again we we'll go back to the, the signings and uh, Joel the one thing that we've got which we've not had for many, many years, probably since Gary Thompson and Carl Baker, we've got uh, McPake, we've got, uh, and I, I will be careful how I pronounce this, but we're, we've got King Arthur Nahoa. That's careful, but that's it. Um, and obviously we, we've got uh, Wes McDonald, and also we've got Ayunga, and we've also got Abika. Now Abika's going to be out till probably late November, but what's the connection with all <laughs> Join the dots, Joel, tell us why they're all connected. They're all pretty quick. Yeah, um, yes, exactly. that is something that we've not had for quite a long time. I think even someone like Carlos, who was brilliant, and he was not slow, but he wasn't a he, he didn't he wasn't a pace demon. He was he was more about kind of technical ability. Like he he liked to cut inside and not go down the outside. And he's and the way he got his goals was a lot of it was just through being intelligent and good positioning. Yeah. But yeah, I think. What has encouraged me about the way we've recruited some of these players, uh, especially the likes of McDonald and McPake and the Hua, is that there's a, there's a clear profile. Like they're, they're all quick. They all like to take the man on. Uh, I know the Hua and uh, McDonald both have a bit of a reputation for hitting, you know, like in a good long range effort. They, you know, there's there's clearly a plan from Robinson. He clearly thinks these are the kind of wingers I want. I'll get. I'll get him in. A younger, I think, is a really interesting signing. I think a Beaker and Stockton are more kind of hold up target men. Having looked at some of the way some of a Beaker's highlights, they're kind of they take the ball in, they kind of bring others into play. A younger, he's a big lay, he's a physical presence, which is probably what Macalinden lacked a bit last season when he played at centre forward. Uh, but he, but he's also he also has that ability to run at people, running behind. You know, we, we saw what he did to Richard Keogh. He, you know, we made Richard Keogh, well, look exactly how old Richard Keogh is <laughs> on Saturday. He looked like he'd just got out of that car crash, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, he did not look sharp at all when our younger decided to take him on. But yeah, it's great to have that. A younger is an option at centre forward. I wonder if he might occasionally feature out wide. And obviously, McPake looks a great prospect from... Rangers had a good spell with Harrogate last season. Well, it's funny because you, you, you were fortunate like me. We were at Harrogate and their best player on the day by a mile was McPake. And I remember in our commentary, I turned to Glenn after about 20 minutes, went, who is he? <laughs> and Glenn, did it, being his, his diligent self, should have done it beforehand. That's my fault. He went on, he went on Google and, and I went, oh, he's on loan from Rangers. I went, yeah, it looks like it. Because he was, if you remember, he... he uh, he, he had a good go at Mella. Mella played him quite well, actually, on the day. But then he came and he had a go. He had a go, and Gibson went off injured, if you remember, because he, t- he turned him in knots. So uh, and that doesn't happen to Gibbo often, does it? So no. you know. So yeah. So it was. Uh, it, it does look good. The only thing I'll say, and this is just me doing some research on a beaker, 
you're absolutely right about his, uh, his, his showreel is always back to goal. But if you go on the St Mirren, St. Mirren board, they reckon they played him wrong. They reckon he's, he's definitely a on-the-shoulder centre-forward because he's quick. That's what they said. They said you'd be better off playing him through the channels because he's lightning quick. Now, the one thing I did see at Workington, that's how they, that's how they applied him. He was great with it, but we've got it out wide, McDonald and what have you, and they were throwing little diagonal balls through, and that's exactly what was happening with the beaker. So I'd like to have seen more of him before he got injured, but that's just the way it is, isn't it? But yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't. I had no idea about that. That's... No, well, the only it's just the Saint Mirren said the Saint Mirren message board said, "Oh yeah, he was great," but and loads of people agreed he's he's better on the shoulder because he's quick. So he's another one who's quick. So I was like, well, perhaps he can do both. So that's why props a good signing. Apart from as usual, and I want to mention this now. We've all <laughs> we've always had we've been we've been, we've always had one person a season. AJ Leach Smith. Um, I think a few years ago we had Marshall, we had Paul Scott, we had uh, Peter Murphy, Peter Murphy, Adam Rundle. There's always one member of the squad who who, who comes in and goes immediately AWOL with like, oh no, I've got a twinge and I've got a that. And I, I was stood on the terraces against Blackpool. And I went, please don't tell me a beak is going to be our lead swinger, you know, because we've always had one of them. And I just think, come on, come on. So I hope he gets back in and, and fits in, but we'll see. So let, let's go to the 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 sort of midfielders in the defence, Jack. Um, you've seen a few games. Uh, who are you liking the look of and who are you thinking, you know? Interesting. I think that's the two that I'd like to see more of. You know, I have seen a few of the friendlies, but would like to see more of our Armick Pake, obviously highly rated from Rangers. Um, you know, I think he's going to be an exciting play for, player for us this season. Uh, and also McCalmont, obviously from Leeds, who we've not mentioned yet. Um, you know, a lot of Leeds fans uh, seem to think highly of him as well. So, you know, I'm sure he's got a bright future in the game and hopefully he can sort of, you know, start that with us and uh, take take us places this season. So I think I think them two, um, in terms of midfielders, are probably the two I'm keeping my eye on uh, this season. Uh, and in defence, really, I suppose... Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how we line up in defence. Actually, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what to expect on Saturday at Ipswich. Um, obviously, we had the the back line against Blackpool on Saturday. Um, Sam Lavelle not being in that back line was obviously a bit of a surprise. So um, I'm sure we'll touch on that. But um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how we line up. Whether we have a sort of settled back line or whether he mixes it up a bit. Uh, we've obviously got plenty of competition for places, and I think. Similar to last season, actually, you know, it's good that we've got that competition, but it also means you don't know who's going to start, but also whoever does start is going to do a good job. I think we're going to have that this season as well because we've got some some decent players uh, on the books. Yeah, Mickey, he, he's uh, Stephen's been very. I, I don't know. I don't know what to call him. Robbo, the gaffer, Stephen. I don't know yet. We'll see, but. He's been quite clever in the fact that he's pretty much done what he wanted to. and He's got two in every position. Yeah, I think that also play a, a massive part on, on the players as well because, like, um, I think they'll play of or they'll perform to the highest ability because they know that if they don't play to the highest ability, that they, that they're in favour of um of them um, getting dropped because there's someone else in that position as well. So 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 I think having two in every every, every position it works its favours and stuff. So. I think um, that'll be good. We and obviously we haven't mentioned uh, Aaron Wildig. We haven't mentioned uh, Callum Jones, who's obviously very highly rated by Hull. 
Um, McCalmont, yeah, you've mentioned Jack. Um, if you remember the two games against Oldham last year, McCalmont, Colin McElhaney and Bahambula were their three best players by a mile. And if you remember the game at, at, uh, at the Mazuma, uh, I think that ended up, was it 5-3 or something like that? And it was like, they were fantastic going forward, but dreadful at the back. But every time they went forward, I was thinking, what a game this is. It's fantastic. And that was because of McElhaney, who's now on three-year contract and five grand a week at Salford. Exactly, exactly, I don't know. Uh, and obviously Mahambula and then uh, McElhaney, uh, sorry, and, and McCalmont. And McCalmont uh, is a big is a big signing. And it was interesting, if you're taking anything from the Blackpool friendly, you're thinking, is that likely to be what he's looking at starting with? Because McCalmont was in, in the starting lineup. Um, Joel, you, you were at the Blackpool game. Um, do you think that's going to be something like we start at Ipswich? I, from looking at how that midfield played as well in the first half against Blackpool, so that was Toombs, Wildig and McCalmont. I have a strong feeling that they will start. I think Toombs played in that holding role really well. He took the ball nicely. I think, I think we could have used him a bit more at times, actually. But he took the ball nicely on the half turn. He was always looking for McCalmont, I thought. And that worked really nicely because McCalmont took the ball really well. He gets his head up, he looks for a pass and obviously he helped start off that move. That got us to goal. goal. Yeah. yeah, that little kind of that link between Toons and McCalmont, that was really good. I think Wildig, Wildig had a quite a first half, grew into it a second half. But even in the first half, he just showed some lovely touches. And I think we were talking about players who've come on under Derek Adams and hopefully Wildig can do the same under Robinson. But I think, I think we're seeing so much more of Wildig at the moment. Because obviously, I think he needed to play together well last season. But obviously, we didn't have that much of the play. So it was more about him... Yeah. getting into good goal scoring areas and making making an impact that way I think this season maybe we might see a bit more of his technical ability because he is really good technically he's comfortable on the ball he'll move it around well and then with him so I think Toomes Wilden McCann will probably be starting you'd think that the uh, that Lavelle will probably come back in at centre back uh, I'd assume I'd assume partnering O'Connor wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Cooney start again he was Unbelievable against Blackpool, who's my man of the match. Yeah, I think Gibson and Leatherman will probably stay in for continuity. I think at the moment, no, it's funny because I was going to ask that. What does everybody think about the starting starting lineup in goals? Because my my position is Leatherman. Even though we signed him from Chesterfield and they were like good riddance to bad rubbish, he's never let us down. He's never let us down, has he, Jack? No, exactly. Yeah, it's been you know steady pair of hands, and uh, yeah, I'd expect that he probably will start. But um, you know. We like to have two two good players in each place, and, and we've got that with the goalkeepers as well. So you know, uh, it'll keep him on his toes, and uh, you know, we'll see how the season progresses. I suspect we'll probably see see both players, uh, you know, play quite a number of games because I think you know both will be expecting it. But um, yeah, competition for places is uh, is fantastic. Uh, yeah, Joel, I don't think I don't think Jokel's come to be number two, has he? Jokel, Jokel, I don't know what I call him, but you know, he hasn't, has he? He's come to be, he's come to challenge Kyle. Yeah, not at all, not at all. And like, and we've seen a bit in pre-season, he's pulled some great stops. I think Leatherin, I think he grew into his position. I'm actually, talking of that Harrogate game, I think that Harrogate game, that was a coming of age, well, not coming of age, about 34. But, you know, that was him kind of really blending into a Morecambe shirt then because they just hurled long throw after long throw at him and he dealt with it brilliantly all afternoon. And then from then on, he really kicked on. He was, he was awesome in the playoffs. And I think, 
I think he probably does deserve to start off with the shirt, probably, just because based on that, what he did in the playoffs, he was so good then. But obviously, you know, Anderson is a brilliant young keeper. I, you know, I love the, the kind of the way he plays, the way he's very confident for such a young guy as well. He's only 19, 20 years old. So he'll it'll be a great challenge and it'll be I think yeah, I think it'll be a really tight battle. To be honest, whoever isn't there, I'm not gonna feel worried. I feel happy with either of them. And I, I, I understand after the uh, the question and answer the other night that uh, and I like what you did there by calling him Anderson because it's easier than Yokel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I, I understand Anderson's mental. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's 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 brilliant. I I, I love him to bits. I love uh, uh, some of the behind the scenes footage we've got of him. Looks great, and he's just like a he's just like a happy Labrador, a happy young Labrador bounding about. He's full of life. He uh, I don't know if they'll release this on YouTube, but yeah, he had a great bit when uh, somebody asked him uh, what who had the hardest shot, and he said Callum Jones. Callum Jones has got a wobbler. But just in that, and the way he kind of says it in that kind of slight Icelandic accent, and with that kind of Berkshire, you know, <laughs> yeah, with that kind of exuberant way he's got to speak in, like that was it was just very very funny. <laughs> so I come to Mickey now. Um, we've touched on most of the forwards. We've touched on most of the midfielders. Uh, Joel's already said he he suspects Sam might sneak back in alongside. Uh, possibly O'Connor. Who, who would you start with across the back four? Um, this is Ipswich, Ipswich Saturday, and whatever you pick, this is what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to see Cooney because, um, like um, Joel said, Cooney was absolutely amazing for us last season, and and um, like many others in, in here, he was uh, my man of the match on um, Saturday. And then um, I'd I'd like to see Sam Lavelle creep back into it. Um, and um, O'Connor as well, and then um, I'd like to see a bit of uh, Ryan. Um, I can't, I can't even say his, his name properly. Delaney, there we go. I've said it, and I'd uh, like to see, um, a bit. Uh, well, but um, yeah, we we are looking to be a, a really um, a good squad. To be fair, and um, what I like about Steve Robinson is that he signed lots of League One experience. So, and, and I think at the end of the day, is um, what's going to keep us in League One and stuff, and. And um, and um, get us up. Well, and then um, keep us in at least. Get us up. I like that. I like that. You, you, that's twice you've said that. You're supremely confident. I like that. I mean, why not? Because I mean, you, you look. You, you look. I come to the division now, and for somebody my age, and you see my picture there. That is Christie Park when that got knocked down in 1985. That was my. That was my home end. That was the school end. Uh, for those that you know, aren't familiar with it, because obviously you're all a damn sight younger than me. And that's where uh, I used to lean on, you can't quite see it, but I used to lean on that one there and abuse players, because we were crap. We were absolutely terrible. Um, I mean, I'm talking like, you, you know, and we were talking, I was talking to, the, to Rod yesterday about this, and he said, David, I know you're a fan, because you were there against Bangor City. We lost 9-0 at home to Bangor City, and there was 181 people there, and I paid. What an idiot. <laughs> looking, at, looking at the division we're in now, uh, we've got some, we've got some, some absolutely mouth-watering games to come up, both home and away. What's going to be your highlight, Joel? Oh, I'm looking forward to Sheffield Wednesday a lot um, on Bank Holiday at the end of August. I think they'll home bring a lot. Away. Oh, both to be honest. Uh, I did yeah. some work experience at Sheffield Wednesday when I was at uni, and uh, that. So I, I've, I've been around the ground a bit. So I, I'd love to go back there and have a look around. But obviously, 
when they come over for the home game, I think they're going to bring a lot. It'll be bank holiday weekend. They'll bring a fair few over. And then obviously Sunderland at home in the last game, they could be going for promotion. Like that could be, and they'll bring not, you know, I don't think there'll be too much shy of 2,000 people they'll probably bring. So that is just going to be. Oh, if, it was, if they were going for promotion, I would be putting a temporary stand behind behind the the uh, the uh, Berlin Wall with like three thousand, four thousand capacity. Because sell it like that, you would just sell it. And I don't know how much it costs to do that sort of things, but it must be worth it, surely. Yeah, definitely must be. Yeah. Anyway, go on. We'll, we'll go, we'll, yeah, exactly. Um, is is that it, Sheffield Wednesday or at Sunderland? I mean, I it, <laughs> a little a little story now. Uh, me and Glenn have a, a competition with how many grounds you've been to. And I was, uh, I was 76 out of the 92, and he was 74. And then last year, he'd never been to, can't remember. But we both, we both choked on Harrogate, but I can't remember where he hadn't been to, but he caught me up. And I was like, ah, damn. So he's on, 70, he's on 75, 76 now, same as me. And then... Uh, he started giggling the other week and I'm like what are you giggling at he went you've been to the valley haven't you I went yeah he went I haven't I'm like no <laughs> so he goes ahead of me so I'm, I'm looking forward to that one but I'm not going to take Glenn he has to get there on his own <laughs> <laughs> what about you Jack what are you looking forward to yeah, I think it has to be some of these big clubs you know that's a sort of Marco Wednesday Sunderland are the obvious ones some some further away as well. I'm quite looking forward to, to Charlton um, making a you know a trip to London. I think that's East East uh, Good Friday yeah, is it next year. So no, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, and then the home games, you know, again just having obviously we've had this season ticket initiative, so you know season tickets have been flying. It's going to be a whole different beast being in uh, in the Mazuma this this year to to what we've been used to. So I'm really excited for that, and uh, you know the atmosphere that will come with it. So. Yeah, uh, you know, exciting season, and uh, we'll start on Saturday with a nice long trip down to Ipswich. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a trek, but it's a nice ground, is Portman Road, as I'm sure you know. And uh, our history against them isn't great. I'd like to just a score, to be honest. So go on, then we'll go to Mickey. Mickey, have you got any any different any different things you're looking forward to? You're going to say, I want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm desperate to go uh, to well, MK Dons. Go on. I'm just looking forward to the um, whole season in in general because. Because as a Morecambe fan, I didn't think we'd ever be in League One, um, and that's just me. But um, the ones that stand out is, um, of course, a, a Chef Wednesday away, um, and and um, Chef Wednesday at home on um, on um, a bank holiday weekend. Uh, they'll bring a few. Um, also, a Wigan as well. A Wigan will be a um, good day out, and um, Wigan will um, bring a few. And um, yeah. And um, also another one at Charlton away is um, on my 19th birthday as well, so um, that'll be a good day out. So I'll make sure Glenn sends a card because he's not. Going <laughs> <to>. <laughs> so looking at that, we forget completely that we obviously we've got Fleetwood, we've got Accrington, we've got Bolton, we've got Wigan. Uh, so we've got quite a few nice sort of local ones, and surely they're. I mean, you know, even if Fleetwood are doing okay and Wigan are doing okay. And Accrington are doing okay. We're looking at we probably look at full away ends for each of those, aren't we? So um, I'll go back to what Jack said there, though. The, the 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 season ticket initiative has been a fantastic thing, Jack, hasn't it? Oh yeah, incredible. And uh, you know, I think everyone's uh, you know done really well to push it and spread the word. You know, amongst the friends, I've got people 
um, you know, colleagues, friends that have uh, signed up for a season ticket that have never had one before. They might have come to odd games, but uh, you know, to, to to get a season ticket for that price is, is just incredible. And uh, you know, hopefully, it works both ways, and you know, they get as hooked as we all are, and uh, you know, keep coming down uh, in in subsequent seasons. And you know, that's how we'll build build on the, the numbers we have, and uh, you know, take take us to the next level that we're, we are at league wise. But you know. In terms of numbers of supporters, you know, it'd be fantastic. And, you know, we've seen it with the trust as well. You know, the trust memberships have gone through the roof. You know, we've not even kicked a, a league ball yet. And we're, you know, we're ahead of uh, the total number of members we had last season, uh, which what, is fantastic. What, brilliant. That's superb. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly without, you know, without trying, without taking any cash payments at all, because we've not been able to really. So, you know, that, that's all online. Um, and there's still, I think, 100 to renew from last season. So, you know, we could be getting north of 600. <laughs> I'll send you a bill. Uh, I will. Yeah, do. I will. Re- I will renew, honestly. Uh, so it, it is quite enlightened, isn't it, Joel, in the simple fact that we've, we've heard for donkey's years that Bradford have basically... Um, they work on giving a cheap season ticket because all their concession stands are owned by Bradford. All ours, even the ones that they've just put outside, are owned by the club. So they're hoping people will come. And I found out this out this week as well, that a lot of the concession stands will be having um, card takers as well. It won't just be cash. So, I mean, that, that's sort of what's happening to our club. We're going 21st century. <laughs> Exactly. I did. Yeah, I had a. Uh, I had an issue on Saturday. Actually, I'd gone to the ground. They've not quite got the card readers in yet, but I think hopefully they should be up for uh, Shrewsbury because I went in. I was expecting to be able to get a pie. Obviously, it's been a long time since I've been at the uh, the Mazuma, and I wasn't able to have my half time pie after the match. I was quite hungry. I had to run to JB's bar, get myself two packets of crisps, and absolutely wolf them down. I must have looked a right sight after the game. <laughs> Well, uh, just as a matter of interest, what pie were you after? Oh, chicken ham and leek, obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> a man after my own heart. Yeah, quite right. <laughs> um, before we wrap it up, I just and uh, uh, this this occurred to me because I looked at my notes and realised we haven't actually mentioned Shane McLaughlin, which I think is a shame because he's come to us from Wimbledon uh, as a, 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 a classed as a box to box midfielder, but he made seventy odd appearances for Wimbledon as a fullback. And yet he's got a lot of energy, a lot of energy. And I think he can bring something to the team, probably maybe just as an impact over the last 20 minutes. Because apparently he, uh, Wimbledon, he just flew up and down the line all the time. So I just wanted to mention Shane there. Uh, uh, any thoughts on him? Not so much of him, but looks decent technical player, Jack. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, like I say, probably a, a sort of player that can fit into a number of positions, uh, which, which is very useful. Um, you know, box to box. You know, he might not be a standout player, but he might be the sort of player that you know does 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 a steady job for us, and uh, you know that'll be useful as well. And he's got experience at the level, so you know, another player. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, and that's what Mickey was alluding to. He's he's brought a lot of experience in League One. So before we wrap up, um, I'm going to put you all on the spot and say I'm going to ask you your thoughts on the result at Ipswich and where you think we're going to finish in the league. Now that's a massive question. And it's a crap question to ask, but it's so that we can all come back at the end of the season and laugh at how wrong we were. Start, starting with Mickey. Um, well, I think it's definitely not going to be easy at Switch because, again, they've got a following of about, well, I think 
I think they sold something like 18,000. So of course they've got their vocal backing. But I, but um, I think that 400 Morecambe fans will um do the will um do the job on the um, other hand as well. Um, I've, and it, it's it, it's not going to be an easy game. But I'd I'd like to see us get a point. So I'm going to say one all. Um, I'd I'd um, happily take a point at um, Portman Road, but um, but I might be wrong. Who could take all three? And I think for the season, um, we'll finish about nineteenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. I'd like to see us um, stay up um, this season in League One, and then and then um, hopefully push up of the of the table again and and, and keep proving the um, bookies wrong. Jack. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, like. What? Like uh, Mickey says, you know, really tough game on Saturday. I think to be consistent, my prediction on Shrimp's Voices in the Prediction League was uh, a 2-1 defeat, but that was certainly uh, head over heart. So, uh, but, you know, my heart's looking at, a, you know, a nice 1-0 uh, away win to kick us off. That would be quite lovely to uh, bash the bookies as we start the season. Um, and in terms of the overall uh, finishing, you know, I, th- I, think, I think, you know, I can see us being comfortable, you know, 17th, 18th, something like that. But I'm hoping that we, uh, we, we, we don't look at risk at any point. That would be uh, my hope for the season. And finally, Joel. Yeah, I think it's which will be very tough. Uh, they've made some... Uh, not, they've not just signed random big names. They've signed some really kind of good players. They've, you know, Rakeem Harper, I really like. Uh, Connor Chaplin from Barnsley, yeah. Matt Penny. They've got some serious signings. So it will be tough. However, a lot of new players... They need obviously we need to gel, but they need to gel. They've got a lot of pressure on, and with like Mickey saying, they've got like seventeen, eighteen thousand tickets sold. There'll be a lot of pressure on them to uh, you know turn up and you know do a great job. And you know they they they'll want us to get their fans will be pretty keen for them to give us a pasting, and they'll be a little bit expectant. And we're not going to lie down. I think if we can turn the crowd, frustrate them a bit, I'll be hopeful of getting a decent result. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go say I'll, you know actually I'll go a little bit exciting. I'll say two two, but uh, for the season I think probably in the same territory as uh, Jack and Mickey. To be honest, uh, a lot of people of us down as kind of dead certs for a relegation battle. I don't think we are. I think there'll be times when we feel a bit close to the wire, but and it's going to be tough, very tough. But at the end of the day, we've got a I think we've got a far better chance of staying up than a lot of people have given us credit for when you look at the business that we've done and how it's all quite coherent. So I'm going to say, I'll say 17th. That's, yep. Yeah, so we've got uh, 19th, 18th, 17th. So <laughs> that leaves me to go. I, think, <laughs> uh, I, I, I actually think we'll probably lose on Saturday just because they've got something to prove in front of their own fans because their home record's not been great in the last couple of seasons. And as you've alluded to quite rightly, Joel, some astute signings for this division. They've not signed anybody who's massive, but they've signed some good players who will probably be very, very hard to beat at this level. I think we may also be hard to beat, so I'm going to go for a slim 1-0 defeat. And finish-wise, I'm around about the same as you guys. I'm hoping it could be as high as 15th, but I would happily take 18th or 19th. Bearing in mind, we haven't got the experience. So that just about wraps up Shrimp's Net number six. My thank you to, first of all, to uh, Mickey, Mickey Miller, who is, uh, you know, my, uh, my partner in crime and co-producer of the first five Shrimp's Net. 
Jack Steer, uh, who was the, uh, the, the, the money man, <laughs> <laughs> the man with his hands on the purse for the Shrimps Trust, who will now be chasing me, quite rightly, for my tenor. And uh, <laughs> is it still a tenor? Still a tenor. Bargain. Oh, bargain. Bargain. Absolute bargain. And also, you get, uh, uh, that trolley thing, that's what I want, really, that yeah. trolley thing that comes with it. So there you go. <laughs> and finally, to uh, my, my, my new co-producer, Mr. Mr. Joel Shooter, who's uh, very kindly uh, sort of jumped in and said, right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do this more often. And uh, that's brilliant, Joel. I'm thankful that, that you've uh, you come to my rescue because I was going to have to try to persuade Mickey to do it and I know he's got a lot on. So uh, if we do it weekly, that's brilliant. So thank you very much to all, all three of you. Um, good luck for Saturday and we will review again fairly soon. Probably, I would imagine, Joel, after the Blackburn game sometime. Yeah, very possibly, very possibly. That's good. So this has been Shrimp's Net number six. Thank you for joining us. Uh, join us again next time. <laughs>